Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Undertaking the duty of the family gates to find the most spectacular treasure in history. It grew throughout the ages and moved across continents until it was hidden by America's founding fathers who left clues to the treasure's location right before our eyes. The unfinished pyramid, the all-seeing eye, are telling us something. Keeping this treasure safe, Benjamin, is your destiny. You're treasure hunters, aren't you? We're more like treasure protectors. Welcome to Rewatchability, the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see how they hold up in the modern eye. My name is Blaine Waters. With me, as always, is... First of all, I'd like to say it's the modern eye that's in that pyramid thing. Oh, yeah. It's the fire. It's the all-seeing eye. I'm J.M. McNabb. (laughs) And I'm Benjamin Franklin Robert (laughs) LaRoe. Like how you legally changed your name for this podcast. That's how I was born, you know. Oh, wow. It's a big family mystery secret thing. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, but we won't, not, we won't get into that. We're not named after the Benjamin Franklin that they talk about in this movie. It's the Ben from Ben and Jerry's. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot more sense. And, and Franklin, Franklin the Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> we did it, guys. We really did it. So, Happy on, birthday, America. <laughs> <laughs> on this July 4th, we are talking about – what's What's this movie called? National it's Treasure. It's called National Treasure, starring Nick Cage. How could you forget this treasured film? Yeah. That's it's true. a pun title, too. Like, it's... it's right. it, I, I feel like the is. movie yeah. started with that. Someone said, like, that person's a national treasure. And they're like, treasure also refers to <laughs> gold and artworks. Yeah. They're like, dictionary friend? Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Dictionary.com. <laughs> right. Um, but before we get into any of that, I want to talk about uh, today we are doing a live show is that today? It's to, we got to go, guys. Well, I, if you're listening to it the day the podcast comes out. Yes, it's true. Because someone could be listening to this five years from now. <laughs> and be like, I need to get to the Royal at 7 p.m. tonight. Oh, yeah. Only go to the Royal at 7 p.m. if it's July 4th, 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Toronto, because there might be other theaters called the Royal. Yeah, it's but a classy is, name. Yeah, this yeah. is the one in Toronto. It's in Toronto. And if you get there at 7 p.m., you can find a good seat because it actually starts at 8. <laughs> yeah, doors are at 7. Though. Doors yeah. are at 7. And you can get beer. You can take it yeah. into the theater. Yeah. Popcorn. And we're going to be watching My Girl. And we're going to be watching the movie My Girl, which is going to be pretty pretty great. So bring Kleenex. Yeah. Because it's going to be tearful. We drink every time someone gets stung by a bee. <laughs> going to be <laughs> no, sitting on that beer for a good <laughs> 90 minutes. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to – we have our own treasure to give away. Yeah. There will be the, prizes yeah. and guests. Mm-hmm. And I just realized I said there's a lot of theaters called The Royal. But they probably aren't in the U.S. anymore because they've changed – 
the name to something American because <laughs> right, right. they hate British because people. King George, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's called the there. presidential. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the Royal in Toronto, seven PM doors on July fourth. Yeah, so hopefully we see you there. And thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Thank you for giving one, two, three, five dollars a month to get the podcast early and to get bonus episodes. Thank You're you. our national treasure. Yeah, we treasure you. Yeah. Yeah. There? We yeah. don't spend it on the show. We've been stashing it in a vault and leaving <laughs> clues behind and <laughs> famous so, documents. Someone's going to find that someday, right? Yeah. The secret lies with Charlotte. Right. That's my ex-girlfriend, Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) You left the keys there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's get into National Treasure. Jim, when did you first see this movie? I saw this in the theater. Why are you laughing? You you know why I'm laughing. Were you excited for this movie? Was this a thing? No. You know, I think, as I recall, I saw it with my dad. And I think he was excited for it. Right. right. Your dad loves history. He loves, like, American history and stuff like that. Lincoln? yeah, he loves uh, he loves Lincoln. Did he see the second one? It's all about Lincoln. He did. Yeah, I think we went and saw that one too because we enjoyed this one. And I think that's, that's sweet. Yeah, and you know, I I haven't seen him since, so hopefully they make that third one. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a good <laughs> reuniting there. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, no, but I remember like not being that excited. And also, this was probably just made because of the Da Vinci Code's popularity. And I remember, like, I like kind of puzzles and treasure hunts and things like that. So I remember when I heard about this Da Vinci Code thing, I was like, oh, that sounds right up my alley. Right. And it was terrible. (laughs) I hated it. It was so, like, self-serious and uh, I just – I thought it was dumb. And John Turtletop saw that and was like, I need to make this movie again. Yeah, I want to make that but America. (laughs) (laughs) And But I actually ended up liking this way more because – I think they kind of knew that what they were doing was goofy and they wanted to have a bit more fun with it than the Da Vinci Code. So you know what? I really enjoyed it so much so that I may even mentioned this on the show before, but when my first child was born, I was just so like sleep deprived and like out you of it. Actually named Ben Franklin. <laughs> you didn't go that route. I, I led I Crafted a series of riddles that leads him to a DVD copy of <laughs> National true. Treasure. Right. What a present, Dad. Thanks. No, but I remember like I was so like my brain was so sleep deprived. I was so not with it that I could only watch like the dumbest programming imaginable. And I watched both National Treasure movies and enjoyed them thoroughly when I was like <laughs> when I was basically drunk on, right. on one hour of sleep insane. a night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so wow. that's the ideal way to watch it. So I haven't like watched it with all my faculties about me in a good long while what about you rob i did not see this <laughs> <laughs> you said that was such a grin on your face like you escaped persecution or something yeah i mean it came out in 2004 i was in university i was spending my hard still yet to be paid back dollar <laughs> on movies that were intellectually stimulating and experimental and things that were these had know, puzzles in them <laughs> Puzzles are for children. Okay. I'd also like no to point offense. out that I was in film school at this time, so that was like my day. And then, you know, for me time, it was yeah. Nicolas Cage solving puzzles. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I didn't see it. I also, you know, Nicolas Cage, I've never been a huge fan. I mean, obviously he's great in some things and he's like great in the ironic way. I mean, which is actually just great. In other things. And then he's just bad in some things. So I thought this was going to be one of the sort of bad ones. So I just gave it a complete skipperoo. And uh, <laughs> until this the morning. Official skipperoo. Eh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
That's like rewatchability stamp on a movie. Like give me the <laughs> official skipperoo. Yeah. <laughs> if I was a film critic in the eighties, that's what I that's my review system. <laughs> yeah, this is a movie that I never really watched because it was a weird Disney movie that wasn't animated. Like I liked kind of the animated Disney movies. You're prejudiced against people in the flesh. <laughs> it's live action people. I hate them. Yeah. Um, and so I I never saw it, but then an ex girlfriend of mine really it wasn't Charlotte, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. You dated no. Charlotte? What? No, Rob, no. No. But she, she loved this this movie and it was one of those things where, you know, someone tells you that and you're like, okay, I'm not I'm not going to like this movie. Right. But then you you watch it with your an partner at the heart. time. Yeah, you, yeah, an open heart and that's a nice way to put it, Rob. That's really romantic. And uh, and you still don't like it and you still just really, <laughs> <laughs> really, and really you, dislike you it. You just call the relationship off. Yeah. You walk out the door. I don't um, see how we can go forward with this. <laughs> can we get our deposit back? <laughs> so, uh, so I didn't, I didn't like it. I thought that there were other movies that like it tried to be a touchstone of, but then it was just like rah rah America the entire time. And you know, Turtle Tob and he worked with like Michael Bay and all those guys that are very rah rah America. I don't know. I think you just like saying Turtle Tob. <laughs> I love saying it's like the old man in Home Alone too. Turtle Chop. <laughs> it's a fun name. It is a fun name. Yeah. That's that's Blaine funny names for the for the week. Anyway, so you want to run down the the really complex plot, Rob? It is complex. It's there's like lots of winding, and there's a series of clues, and it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. So you know, get ready. Well, it opens with uh, a flashback and Kevin Spacey. No, sorry. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> yeah, there's the mandatory Christopher Plummer replacing Kevin Spacey joke. <laughs> I mean, is that joke dead or is it just going to continue forever? I feel like it's both. Yeah. I feel like it'll continue until poor Christopher Plummer is dead. I kind of feel bad that that's his legacy now. <laughs> no, he's been an actor for like yeah. seven generations. I generations, used to be known decades. for Hamlet and then for The Sound of Music and then I replaced a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> in a movie nobody wanted to see. <laughs> but here, <laughs> he plays the eldest of the Gates. We see a young boy who is supposed to be the younger Nicolas Cage, Ben Gates, and he's sort of exploring this room, and there's a cool chair which turns into a ladder. That just gives you a clue of where this movie's going to go. Lots of, like... Transformers. You know. yeah. yeah. It was like an antique transformer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably invented by Benjamin Franklin. Mm. We don't know. But anyway, he finds all this stuff, and then Christopher Plummer tells him the whole legend of this vague treasure. It's the Templar's treasure, which I – were those the same guys from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Uh, With yeah. the fezes and the – Oh, yeah, the, the tattoo of the weird yeah. cross on them. What what do you what is that kneading? <laughs> there was a jet ski, wasn't there? Okay, there was. I thought you were kneading dough. <laughs> they made bread. They invited Indiana Jones and Henry for dinner. <laughs> it was peaceful. It was nice. Yeah. yeah, I don't know much about the Knights Templar, but what I do know is that they they're not actually the same as the Masons, like this movie no. implies. Oh, they were like two separate groups, from what people know. Huh. Well, and I, I think- did read one thing that said. The, the one of the working theories about where the Knights Templar may have hidden their treasure is in Nova Scotia. 
Oh, is it that mine? Yeah, the the like the deep pit. Oh man, yeah. that's such a crazy and amazing Island. story. Yeah. So guess Island what, country. America? We're taking this away from you. <laughs> it's not yours anymore. Yeah. Guys, what are we doing a podcast for when we could be getting this fucking sweet ass treasure? <laughs> Canadian treasure. It doesn't have the same ring to it. No. no. <laughs> well, anyway, so yeah, there's also his uh, dad, played by John Voight, who has a real thing for, like... Playing dads? Playing dads <laughs> who pass down, like, family, treasure, secret hunt things. The Freemasons among our founding fathers left us clues like these. The unfinished pyramid, the all-seeing eye, symbols of the Knights Templar, guardians of the treasure. They're speaking to us through the you mean laughing at us? You know what that dollar represents? The entire Gates family fortune. Six generations of fools chasing after fool's gold. It's not about the money, Patrick. It's never been about the money. Come on, son. Time to go. You can say your goodbyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I was watching this movie being like... I feel like I've fallen asleep and just all the movies we've done in the past couple months are all blurred together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tomb Raider. We've got, we've got Tomb Raider. We've got Nicolas Cage in there. There's a heist like Ocean's Eleven. It's this weird <laughs> yeah, blend might. of everything we've done recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did we talk about Sean Bean? When haven't we talked about Sean Bean? Well, he, we did GoldenEye once. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a while ago, though. Yeah. Fast forward. To the present. They're on like these big old things going through Antarctica. Wait, sorry. Can we back up for one second? What's the legend of the treasure? Because I watched this late last night and I didn't even get it. <laughs> and then I was like, I could rewind it, but then I'd feel extra stupid for having to rewind National Treasure. And not get it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of treasure. But why do they tell uh, Nicholas Cage's ancestor about it? Oh, because he was like uh, one of the coachmen from like the yeah. the that rode Ben Franklin around. Yeah, I, I think. Know. that well, why would they tell a coachman about a treasure? I think I he was know. dying. The guy who oh, had yeah, the secret yeah. was dying, and they had hid all the treasure during the American Revolution so that it didn't fall into the hands of the pesky British. And so, with his dying breath, he gave the boy the clue. Right. So it's an especially shitty puzzle if it took <laughs> that long to figure it out, right? Yeah, but you know puzzles. You get one, you put it on the shelf, it sits there for a couple of years, you bring <laughs> yeah. it out on a rainy day, yeah. you work on it, <laughs> yeah. you get halfway through. And you sell it at a garage sale, you, <laughs> you know? start fighting. <laughs> so is that a cottage? Yeah. Yeah. And one interesting thing about, like, the family dynamic is that, like, the grandpa, Christopher Plummer, with, like, the worst mustache, (laughs) he's telling the boy about the treasure, but his dad, or Patrick, Nicolas Cage's dad, doesn't seem to believe in it. Yeah, he's called bullshit on it, and he doesn't want anything to do with it, and he doesn't want his son to have anything to do with it. Yeah. He hates that his, like, dad told his son about the treasure, and he's going to, like, waste his whole life trying to find money. (laughs) (laughs) Could just work for it. Yeah. That's America. (laughs) But anyway, so they're they're out in Antarctica and they're searching for the Charlotte, which is this boat which is encased in the Antarctic ice shelf. And so it's him. It's the guy from The Hangover who's not in very much of it because he's on the roof the whole time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That that guy. I was wondering where he was from. He is also in The Good Fight. Like the Good Wife spinoff. Oh, is that good? Okay. I actually love it. I think it's great. I really love The Good Wife. It's, but it's, I don't like fighting. 
<laughs> it's almost better because it's kind of like the best parts of The Good Wife and right. the crappy parts aren't aren't not so much. But he's in it and I just feel like I can't take him seriously because I've seen both National Treasure movies. <laughs> he was saying like something snarky out of the corner of his mouth at all times. Yeah, j- no, but he's like – I mean he's not like a super serious character but every time he talks I hear him – I think of like this car smells funny, <laughs> like one of his signature <laughs> jokes. <laughs> That's after he said how cool the car was. Uh, yeah, I, his throwaway <laughs> lines are the weirdest. I think he's kind of the worst. He like, is in this movie. Yeah, this movie has an amazing cast. There are Oscar winners. There are. Sure. I, I don't know if John Voight has an Oscar, but he's an old dude, <laughs> right? So, well, and, also the sequel, the the villain is Ed Harris, right? Damn. And this guy's got nothing. <laughs> No, this guy is not great. And there's so many improv movies that have like come out where the throwaway lines are hilarious and they're great, or they're like survive only on their throwaway lines. Yeah. And this movie, he didn't do one good throwaway line. At least awful. in at least in Tomb Raider, it was almost famous as manager doing that job. <laughs> right. But I mean, in the, in defense of him, this movie had like nine screenwriters. It shouldn't be up to him to come up with a, <laughs> with a good yeah. singer. Yeah, there were like five credited and then they brought in like four more to do a pun- Like it's nuts how many screenwriters there were. Yeah. Yeah, including like a husband and wife team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice. That is nice. Yeah, but it's kind of weird to open up a marriage like that. <laughs> <laughs> so they they find like another clue and are immediately betrayed yeah. by Sean Bean. Yeah. And this clue is a pipe. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they seen Goldeneye? Like, don't they know Sean Bean's going to betray them? Come yeah, on. that's his standard role. Also, know. don't they know because he's British? <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's the... That's the telltale sign. He's also... It was... I didn't realize this at the time, but reading afterwards and like, the trivia... It it wasn't just like oh yeah we happen to cast a British guy to be against the Americans in this in this America movie but a his name is apparently like a combination of two Revolutionary War British officers oh right it's like Ian Howe something like that yeah yeah I thought he was like Gordy Howe's son <laughs> Canadians again yeah really good in the Arctic you know yeah. <laughs> skating around uh, but everyone's name in this is something to do with the American Revolution like it's nuts oh yeah they like pack it full of yeah significance but um this pipe instead of smoking it righteously like i would they <laughs> righteously <laughs> they pull they pull out the stem and like they do like a little thing and little it reveals stem. another clue which tells them that the map for the treasure is on the back of the declaration of independence Something it's like an iron pen or something like that. <laughs> well, also we're skipping over the fact that like they have this whole conversation inside of this frozen ship. Yeah, like go to a different location to do. Like Nicholas Cage at one point cuts his thumb with a knife and then bleeds on the thing so he can. Pre- There's oh, no yeah. reason to do That's that. A biohazard. Like just go to your hotel and get sure. some ink, or crayons. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's Anything. no reason they had to have this conversation inside of this boat that looks like it's going to fall apart at any minute. It's my no, like, it's trapped in the ice. Like, it could sink at any moment. Like, yeah. And then they blow it up. It. <laughs> they blow it up. Yeah. 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 God. But at that point, they decide that they're going to have to borrow the Declaration of Independence, steal it. Well, they also – because this is probably something one of the 18 screenwriters came up with, but mm-hmm. like – to make Nicolas Cage more likable, he doesn't just steal the declaration. He's stealing it 
to steal it before Sean Bean because right. he thinks Sean Bean will just yeah. destroy it afterwards because he's British and doesn't care about it. He says that at every chance he can get throughout this movie. Yeah. Which is, like, he says it like nine times. It's crazy. It's, that, like, it's like Ross and Rachel. Like, we were on a break. He just brings it up like every point he can. I think I trust Sean Bean more than Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. He does seem more stable. Well, at least he's not collecting dinosaur skulls and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's a hoarder. Yeah. A serious hoarder. That's probably and, why he had to go in search of treasure because of all these crazy expenses. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he go bankrupt buying all this shit? He did. He yeah. did. And that's why he does all these wonderful movies like Drive, Angry Drive. Like what was – Drive Angry. That was one of those movies. Yeah. Right? Drive Angry yeah. 3D. I didn't see that one. I think yeah. – wasn't that supposed to be like kind of good in its own stylistic way? Yeah. I kind of wanted to see it because it looked it was a bit supposed like... to be kind of a joke. Yeah. But I, the thing about Nicolas Cage is you either like lean into him and just like go as ridiculous as possible and try to sort of like point it in a direction where it's going to do something interesting aesthetically or you're fucked. You just – it's <laughs> going to turn into a, you know. Yeah. Well, I think Nicolas Cage is so like over the top and like almost crazy in the way he acts that if you put him in like a stupid movie, it's just, he's just going to seem crazy. But if you put him in a good movie, you're like, oh, that adds – to this movie. And in this movie, it's uh, somewhere in between. I think he's yeah. pretty, like, reined in here. In this movie? Yeah. Well, he's yeah. supposed to be, like, the serious Robert Langdon character of this movie, right. right? So there's all these jokes that he could have that would have been funny, but then he just responds to everything with a yes or no answer, but which is very weird. There's no character there, shown through There him. is some weird stuff, though, like... There's that scene once they get back to Washington and he, like, meets the girl, Abigail Chase. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, there, girl. There's that scene where he's going to steal. They, they do refer to her as girl many times throughout this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at the end, like, they literally say, well, you got the girl. I know. Like, it was – like, he was trying to, like, win her. It was very – it's it's bad. Well, yeah, Nomenclature. that whole ending scene is weird. We'll, we'll talk about that. But he's weird. I mean, were the, you going to talk about his his like, outfit in that scene? Because that's what I found weird. Because he's wearing like <laughs> he's wearing like a normal suit. I think they just gave him their like just wear like a normal suit, like you're you know a normal human being. And they oh, gave the it to scene him where he meets Diane where Kruger, he meets okay. Diane Kruger and Nicolas Cage put it on like Nicolas Cage would. So the collars all like flared <laughs> out as much as possible. He looks like a vampire. Yeah, he looks like a <laughs> yeah. vampire at a disco. <laughs> I just feel like his character was so underwritten, like underwritten, that he couldn't do anything with it. Well, I don't think. I mean, his character and the whole movie was for sure underwritten. But like Nicolas Cage could do something with it, and I think he does do something I with th- it. He's very strange. Yeah, I think it's he's not, not bad. It's not like he doesn't perform, right? You know, all of his things though that he does, like with Diane Kruger, just seem kind of on the tip of creepy to me. Like, oh, it's creepy. <laughs> it's totally <laughs> like, creepy when he's talking about the buttons and stuff. It's like, oh. You need another button. Like I don't know. Like everything – like that, that's not the creepiest thing by far. It's just a small thing. I think he's going to have sex with those buttons. <laughs> it's just like very weird how he delivers everything. He is like – I. if I were American history, I would get a restraining order from that character. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, other weird God. thing about that scene where he meets Diane Kruger is I feel like 
what's kind of glaringly dated about this movie is it's, it's not a very diverse movie. It's it, like know. every every character pretty much is is like a white male with the exception of Diane Kruger who they try to make a point about like immigration in the US by being mm. like – she's like, I wasn't born here but I'm an American. But she's like from Germany. From Saxony. <laughs> it's like stop oppressing the beautiful white German people, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Brown. Family name doesn't get a lot of respect in the academic community. Huh. Being kept down by the man. Very cute man. Thank you. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hi. Abigail Chase. Paul Brown. Nice to meet you. Bill. Nice to meet you, Bill. How may I help you? Well, your accent. Pennsylvania Dutch? Saxony German. Oh. <laughs> You're not American? Oh, I am an American. I just wasn't born here. I don't know. This yeah. just that was a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Also, her like her accent is really like she ha- seems like she only has an accent for like two seconds and then it sort of disappears. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just don't give her any lines. I don't know. It could be that <laughs> she doesn't have any lines. That's for sure. Because she's all yeah. She runs the what's the place they're stealing it from? Like, the National Archives or something. National Archives, mm-hmm. and she's like the head of it. She's like a doctor, and yeah. then he spends. The first third of the movie yelling at her. <laughs> oh, well, my and, God. And telling her what things are. <laughs> and telling her to shut up. Oh, he tells her to shut up so much. Like, it becomes like a running joke where right. towards the end of the movie when she gets Sean Bean to help her break Nicolas Cage out of the FBI's custody. He doesn't believe that she's working with him. But the bad guy's like, yeah, she won't shut up. Yeah, she never shut up. He's like, oh. Oh, yeah, so we did mention that. The villains are a British guy and then just Eastern European, like, thugs. (laughs) And here's another thing I wanted to know about the villains because they're, like, not in it for the American history because, like I said, they're British and uh, Eastern European. So they don't care about American history like Benjamin Gates does. Yeah. But also – They just want the money like Benjamin Gates does. (laughs) They just want the money. Yeah. Like, his motivations are more pure, but he really just wants to buy a mansion in the end. But But even so, like – the bad guys want the money. Like they're presumably not going to turn the treasure over to the government because they're like stealing. They're like mercenaries. Yeah. But what are they going to do with it? It's all like there's no like sarcophagus fence they can use. <laughs> it's all like crazy like sculptures and shit. Yeah. Well, that's what happens in a lot of like art crime cases is that like the art never gets sold and it just sits around in like the thief's house because they can't. <laughs> yeah. They can't sell it. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. And, and you go over to Jerry's house and he has a sarcophagus and you're like, Jerry, come on. <laughs> it's, he's turned into like a bar, like a wet bar. Like, come on. This is history. That'd be good. <laughs> uh, Mummy's toe? Yeah, but also like when they find all this history, kind of it's at the end, it's kind of almost – it's a little American too because it's it's been pilfered from everywhere in the world. Yeah. Like it's not just like American treasure. He does, right. he does say specifically at one point like we'll give some to the Cairo Museum right. in the end. So yeah, he, yeah. he makes it right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but it sort of makes this whole movie like bullshit because it's an international treasure. Right. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. mostly Egyptian. <laughs> it looks mostly Egyptian. <laughs> I feel like the art department was like, I mean, what else do we do with the treasure? It's got to be Egyptian, right? When they buried it, there were no American treasures. It was just like old clocks and documents. <laughs> <laughs> we need some gold. That well-made furniture. Like, we can't just put this in here. 
Yeah, on. yeah. And there's more like, you know, they do more mystery stuff. Like they have to go to the Liberty Bell. Oh, there's this Well, part- we didn't talk about the heist really. Like they okay. steal the Declaration oh. of Independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the way that they talk about stealing the Declaration of Independence – like, it's so ridiculous to say, and they really just go hard into saying it over and over again. Yeah. We have to steal the Declaration of Independence. It's, yeah. Until, like, the bad guys start calling it the document, almost just to markedly be different. Just like, we're, you know, <laughs> it's, we got, a, it's just a document. Because they don't care. We got to change American our language, history. guys. This is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be like them. We got to change it. The, there was a... You know how Andy Samberg used to do Nicolas Cage on SNL? Oh, right, yeah. And there was one where – and he always ended the the bit with a thing like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. You know, I have to kidnap the president. And it always got more and more outlandish, but he'd say it in that tone. And they had Nicolas Cage on there and he got like to – they had Andy Samberg and Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage delivered the last line. But – to show like how out of touch he was with like how people perceive him, he seemingly didn't even know what it was referencing because it was something like I don't know. I'll make the Statue of Liberty disappear or right. something. Okay. But he said like I'm gonna make the Statue of Liberty disappear. Or, you know, he read right. it the wrong way because he didn't even get <laughs> that people thought it was really funny uh, the way he said, "I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence." He does a lot of movies. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about about 100 a year right now <laughs> just to keep up with his habits. Well, yeah. this is a reference to uh, Bangkok Dangerous, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we'll get back to Nicolas Cage being ridiculous and this ridiculous movie after this short break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to Rewatchability. We're talking about National Treasure, and we're just talking about what's what's the next? heist. The heist. I mean, <laughs> the funny part about the heist is where he has the declaration, and he's going out through the gift shop, and the woman yeah. makes him pay for it. I, I thought that was a nice touch, but he paid for it on on Visa, and he bought another one. Like yeah, well, we find out one? that later. Yeah. But that's very weird. Why? It was a good idea. He yeah, had a duplicate he, to give to Sean Bean. Though the, we- the weird thing about that was it was like a Declaration of Independence poster and he switched it out. Yeah. But they were rolled up, right? So like the fact that it was a Declaration of Independence poster didn't even really have any bearing on it. Because yeah. as soon as they unrolled no. it, they saw it was fake. Like it could have been, like been a Slayer poster. Yeah. yeah, it could have been that Farrah Fawcett poster. Like <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. The truth is they got there, Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> <laughs> they sell that at the <laughs> National Archive, right? <laughs> I believe it's in the uh, Library of Congress. It's the important document. You do not want to take a black light to that though. <laughs> or one of Benjamin Franklin's like <laughs> fancy glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll get to. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty funny. But but they also – they do it just by kind of deciding. Like they don't – it seems like they kind of say it's impossible to do and they're like, well, what if we do it? And they're like, OK. <laughs> like they never really have any kind of obstacle in figuring out how to steal 
declaration. No, yeah. and Sean Bean's troop is like trying to steal it from the same place, but they didn't have the idea to like make it go to that place. Because what if you overheat the document or whatever, it'll go down to like this secure facility that you can then break it out of. Right. But Sean Bean didn't know that they were going to do that, but he was still going for the same place. Yeah. It was very weird. They How knew each he... other so well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, and how did they know that they'd just be there like 20 minutes earlier than the bad guys? They're still on the text message group thing. <laughs> right. They share the same Slack. <laughs> you didn't kick him out? What? Yeah. Yeah, that was all very weird. And also they're like, it's impossible to steal the Declaration of Independence. Well, Sean Bean's doing it, so maybe you should like spy on him and find out how he's – I don't know. There's like other ways of doing this. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. movie depends on like certain things happening you know, by coincidence. Yeah. Like – yeah. Which, like bounds of logic. Like beyond leaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens is like Sean Bean gets the, gets the document. Mm-hmm. But the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah, but he also gets gets the girl because oh, yeah, there's another part where they he's like try to grab the document. So they try to grab the document, and she has like a really strong grip on it or something. And they're like, just take the girl. <laughs> it's like that seems like you're getting right. yourself into more trouble. Maybe you just take the document. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like Sean Bean really like went downhill from the beginning of the movie where he was just like working with Nicolas Cage. I don't see why they can't just get over their differences and steal the Declaration of Independence together. After Nicolas Cage determines he's going to steal the Declaration of Independence anyway, it just seems like it would make sense to call your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like betray him at the end. Like, not when you learn that it's on the back of the Declaration of Independence, which is impossible yeah. to steal. Just <laughs> yeah. find out where the treasure is. Be his friend till the end. And also, every clue they found just leads to another clue. Like, there was no reason <laughs> no. to think that was the end of the clues. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he found out that it leads, leads to another clue. And he's like, well, that should be the end. What? Well, he always thinks it's the last clue. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this one's going to be it. <laughs> oh. This must be the treasure. Which it sort of plays with. I mean, mm. it's always going to be like it's always going to be another sort of thing. It's like those Russian nesting dolls, or like the Christmas presents your shitty siblings give you, which are <laughs> just boxes wrapped in boxes, <laughs> smaller boxes. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that sort of pays off later. Okay. So, well, we should get to the part where like they're all together. Diane Kruger's with them now because she's not leaving without the Declaration of Independence, and yeah. Nicolas Cage starts yelling at her. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> shut up. God damn. That's what he says. Not you. Oh, you OK. Sorry. I, I no. got quiet. Yeah. I was treating him like Diane Kruger. Sorry. Yeah. He was uh, – at one point, she also like – again, like she's in charge of protecting this and she grabs it and runs away and he has to chase her and wrestle her to the ground. And it's just like if, if we just change the tone of the music just a hair, it becomes <laughs> oh, it's very disturbing. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But they all go to uh, John Voight's house. Oh, yes. And thankfully, John Voight has a big, giant bowl of lemons taking up like <laughs> half of his fridge. <laughs> yeah. Because he, they he have sweet sweet stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I make lemonade. I like that they're going to like reveal the secret like with the same trick that you used to do when you were a kid in like summer camp. Yeah. yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, come on, and, Nicholas Cage. And that like trick was like the lemon and the heating up the document was to make it old looking, right? Like that was to like no, it was also no, invisible, no. Ink, oh, invisible like, ink, like a whole. Like but yeah. like, why? There's no at no point where they're like, well, let's try this first, or maybe it's this. They're like, no, it's there's 
only one thing it could be, and that's yeah. Lemon. But also, and wait he, a minute. The lemon juice is the writing, isn't it? Isn't yes. it? Do you write with lemon juice and then heat and it then up? You heat it up. That's right. What do they need lemons for? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> this movie. <laughs> yeah, the the chemistry doesn't really Again, work. G and T's. But that's the only thing that doesn't work in this movie. Yeah. So thankfully, true. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever gotten so angry at a movie before. <laughs> I don't think you've ever gotten so angry at lemons before. <laughs> but I don't see why, like, Nicolas Cage was so worried about Sean Bean destroying the Declaration of Independence when he's so willing to just squeeze a lemon right on it. <laughs> and Diane Kruger has to stop him. Well, and, like... Like, maybe try, like, a swab first. <laughs> and, like, acid in lemon, like, that's the worst thing you can put on paper. Yeah. And also I like the way that they're treating the Declaration of Independence. This is a document which is 200 years old that they keep behind, like, this, like, you know, climate control glass. And then in this safe. And he, they're, like, rolling it up, <laughs> putting it on the kitchen table. Yeah. It would just fall to dust. One, one could argue that however much they find in the buried treasure will never equal how valuable <laughs> that document is to their country. <laughs> ah, it's a pretty big treasure. No, that's yeah. true. I mean, for Egypt, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And that, where, does it, where the, does it lead them? But do you guys know what's actually on the back of the Declaration of Independence? Did you guys look this up? Um, it's like a copyright. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> Notes it, for Ben Franklin's screenplay idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just says Declaration of Independence. It's just written there because someone wanted to file it away. But isn't an anagram for like an <laughs> right. old street I name? So oh. if you put lemon over it, it tastes good. So I think that's <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, so they they find out from this they have to go to another location to find Ben Franklin's for, First they go to classes. Urban Outfitters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that. So they can't go in tuxes. Oh, yeah. They have to have, like, the changing room scene where they both kind of get naked near each other. So that's how they kind of bond in a movie. It's like, I'm naked near you, so now we're going to fall in love. That was such, like... It's so weird. Because this this was a Disney release. That's such, like, kid logic. It was like, oh, if they're, like, naked near each other, they're (laughs) for sure going to be a couple. Yeah, they're going to get married, isn't it? Rob, stop doing that. By the way. You have to go get all those annulments from the people you met at the Y. <laughs> I oh, love <laughs> them. <laughs> you don't. You don't love them, Rob. Oh, yeah, they, they're supposed to be romantic in this movie, and they have no. zero chemistry. He has more Nicholas chemistry Cage. with those buttons. <laughs> he loves those buttons. Who Nicholas Cage never has chemistry with anybody. I, That's true. I do not understand how they portray him as like i mean he's in romantic comedies and things yeah how does that happen (laughs) i don't know i have to go back and look at some of them i don't know he's kind of like his character is kind of believable like falling for an adaptation a little bit uh like he kind of you know yeah yeah i guess so but it's an intellectual i don't know yeah it's like so he's not a he doesn't seem like a sexual person to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not one of those people that you readily picture being able to, like, yeah. The most sexual you want to think of him is like changing next to someone in their Urban Outfitters. Yeah, that's where <laughs> Disney pulled the plug. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Putting on like some pre-faded jeans or... <laughs> Yeah, so or like a ninety dollar Garfield sweatshirt or whatever the fuck. It's they weird sell. that he's supposed to be smitten with Diane Kruger's character. Yeah, and I, f- I feel like he just yells his way into her heart. He's so mean to her. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, he yeah. just tells her to shut up into a relationship at the end. It's like teenage relationship logic. Like you're just like, just be aloof and mean to the person. They'll like you back. Like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> Disney? Yeah, a, cu- a couple of the people that punched up the script were like eighth graders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was that husband-wife team. So that's how they met. <laughs> <laughs> so they go – Where do they, they're in Philadelphia – yeah, they they do like a full like tour of Philadelphia. They go see the the Liberty Bell. They get a hoagie. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. It's really <laughs> nice. They go to the Rocky Steps. <laughs> yeah, they do go everywhere in this city though. And then they go up to where the Liberty Bell Bell used to hang in Independence Hall. I mean, yeah. it's all like all the steps in this are nice to experience in the movie, but like they don't seem that necessary to actually talk about cuz it's just like you know, they went to this chapter in your history textbook, well, and I, then they went to yeah. this chapter in your history textbook. I think this part's significant because it's like the Indiana Jones thing of they they have to be there at a certain time and the light will shine a certain way on the tower. Yeah. And it okay. shows you where Ben Franklin's glasses are hidden. Right. Uh, but apparently, like, that clock tower was built after Ben Franklin died. Oh, no. The history is all wrong. Oh, movie. OK. Yeah. Like, the, the there was no campaign buttons for Lincoln. Like, that never – I thought it was Washington. Washington. Or Washington. <laughs> <laughs> McKinley was the first to have campaign buttons. It's like all the history is wrong in this movie. Wow. That makes this movie really – But where's the yeah. treasure? Maybe, they didn't, maybe America <laughs> didn't even declare independence. How do we know? <laughs> yeah. Someone should check on that. Yeah. Check Boston Harbor. Um, check the back. <laughs> Yeah, so they get the glasses and then the FBI apprehends him after the document is stolen and uh, Harvey Keitel. Oh, yeah. Thank God we we'll, get some like, you know, some we'll, Harvey Keitel action. We'll be in any movie. God. <laughs> he's great though. Yeah. I love when Harvey Keitel shows up because you know who he's playing? He's playing fucking Harvey Keitel. <laughs> yeah, he's not playing anyone else. It's the thing about these movies. Just when you think it's too dumb to watch and you want to turn it off, like another acclaimed actor will pop up right. and so you'll keep going. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened for me when Harvey Keitel came. Right. The OG bad lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I did it better. Yeah. Yeah, because right, yeah. you want to figure out why. You want to like watch them and be like, why are you here? What's your motivation? I don't I don't think there's that a mystery in that. They got paid. This is a Hollywood movie. Like it's a Bruckheimer production. Like I don't know. This this movie for me represents like the sort of height of Hollywood bloat. And I say that you know, now we live in a world where they don't even make movies like this. It has to be like a superhero yeah. or an established property. But at the time, like this seemed like in the most cynical way, like a Hollywood sort of like blender film. Like they took the Da Vinci Code and Indiana Jones and Nicolas Cage. People seem to like him because he's crazy. Let's right. throw him in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there, a co- Raider. <laughs> there were a couple of years where they're like, maybe he'll be like a Disney guy. And they did this and they did Sorcerer's Apprentice and they're like, no, maybe not. (laughs) No, he's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, maybe keep him away from my kids. (laughs) But so, like, you know, throwing in these Hollywood actors doesn't seem like a big thing. Like, Christopher Plummer, he's in that first scene, and then he never comes back. Does he? Uh, he I don't know. second one? I don't. Maybe in a flashback. I don't remember. I sort of expected that there would be, like, another callback to him, because he's Christopher fucking Plummer. I know. Yeah, but he's Canadian. That's probably why they don't want him in it. Oh, fuck. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wait he, a minute. He burned down the White House, man. If he's Canadian, <laughs> doesn't that make Nicolas Cage Canadian? Oh. Uh, mm. No. Well, also, in the in the second movie, the president is Bruce Greenwood, who we've talked about, oh. who's also Canadian. A lot of Canadians. Secretly do. Canadian. Yeah. So, wait. It's so then what happens. So, uh, he has to make – he makes this deal with Sean Bean 
or else yeah. he's going to go to jail. And then he like he's like, I found a third oh. option, and it just jumps off a boat. <laughs> yeah, that part's awesome. He's like, and then he never comes back into the movie, which is crazy. No, yeah, <laughs> she just dies. That would have been amazing. <laughs> but, <laughs> Put up the hotline. He, oh, but I love how he's like, he acts like it's this amazing chess move. Like he's outwitted everybody. Like I found a new option. <laughs> it's just yeah. him jumping off of a boat. <laughs> and thankfully he doesn't die. <laughs> but by the skin of his teeth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But they have divers there. Like there's a whole yeah. plan. It's, it's really intricate. Yeah. Um, but that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah. You get like the little underwater dive, like the thing that propels you. That's cool. Oh, I always wanted one of those. Me too. That would have been we cool. should get one with the Patreon money. <laughs> no, Rob, last time. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Can't buy anything with the Patreon money. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, yeah, and so they end up like working together, but he actually has John Voight hostage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, though he's probably just working with him. He's a shitty guy. <laughs> <laughs> but and a bad dad, not just in movies, but in real life. <laughs> But it's, it's, it's weird because they have John Voight hostage, but they don't know where the other two are that, that are helping Nicolas Cage out. And then they go into the church and they're like, we're going to have to go down into this kind of tunnel. He's like, well, I'm not going to do that. But they have his dad. They could be like, oh, we're going to kill your dad. But they're like, no, we have your other two friends too. It's like, what? I only love my dad enough to walk like 30 feet. <laughs> right, <laughs> then yeah. I stop. Oh, now there's a, the girl in this The movie. girl oh. from the museum and my employee? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about them. I mean <laughs> – And my employee. Sorry, Justin Bartha, but your, your contract says there may be danger. You may be killed by Sean Bean. Yeah, you signed it. Recompensation. <laughs> So they they desecrate a grave, yeah, uh, and a they few go, graves. yeah, a few, and then they go down to this like long tunnel. into the tomb. Yeah, they raid the tomb. They do yeah. raid the tomb. He has a lot of reverence for American history, as long as it's not in his way. In which case, he's perfectly okay to smash it to pieces <laughs> or or pour lemons on it. <laughs> Yeah, he would have burned down the White House if he thought the ashes would have told him something. Like, he's a crazy person. He doesn't appreciate history at all. You shouldn't bring up that burn down the White House thing. That's, yeah. You know, we've, that's been in the air recently. Oh, we're Canadians. Yeah. Oh, no, Trump believes that now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. We have the trade war. We, we forgot to talk. I don't even know why we're doing this American movie when there's a trade war happening. Is anyone listening to this in the States going to have to pay a tariff for it? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but uh, I, was, I did almost suggest doing the South Park movie <laughs> this week. Oh, yeah. That would have been pretty good. Yeah. Because, you know, our national holiday was three days ago, Canada Day. Did you guys do a podcast for us? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Who would have done it? <laughs> this American life. Oh, yeah. They are American. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. So they go down this rickety sort of staircase and, like, four guys fall to their death. <laughs> <Just> like, <expendable. laughs> There's this point. The greatest part is where, like, everything's collapsing and they're on this, like, dumbwaiter thing. And Nicolas Cage has the girl by the hand. I'm just going to call her the girl. Just call her Diane her Kruger. Yeah. Diane Kruger. It's more respectful than the movie was to her. And the... De- Declaration of Independence is like hanging from this other thing, and he's like, "Do you trust me?" And she's like, "Uh, oh. yeah." <laughs> and and the writers of Aladdin wrote this, so it's the same line from trust Aladdin. Me. Yeah, do you trust me? <laughs> anyway, and then he drops he her like fifty it. feet so that he can get 
the Declaration of Independence, which, okay, historical significance aside, it's a fucking old piece of <laughs> sheepskin. This is no. a person's life. And it's not even like she, she lands and she's like, oh, okay, I'm all right. She, like, hits and goes, oh, like, it's like a guttural. Yeah. She get, gets the wind knocked out. I felt like the foliars really had their work cut out for them on that one. Yeah. I thought they were setting it up to be, like, him – you know, like showing how much he cares for her by saving her instead of the declaration. Nope. No. <laughs> he just no. throws her on some stairs. And that's something that he was willing to burn to find. The, like he was willing to heat up with a match to find the clue. The oh, other God. weird part about that and him not caring about his loved ones was when they first find the staircase, Sean Bean tells John Voight to like walk over first. And John Voight as the voice of reason is like, I'm, this is like several hundred years old and yeah. probably infested with termites. And Nicholas Cage is like, just do it, dad. Yeah. And then they start walking and like three people just fall through this. Like, <laughs> and well, yeah, he was right. It's a terrible idea. John Voight's like 80 years old. He needs one of those like stair lifts to get up. Yeah, you he know? shouldn't be doing any stairs. <laughs> he gets in the chair and just goes down. There was only one chair to do that with. So the other he people fall to the- him for three minutes. <laughs> As everyone else just creaks, falls to their death. That's great. Isn't there a scene in uh, Up Like That featuring Christopher Plummer? Ah, uh, yeah, there is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they make it to the bottom. He replaced and, that. And, Probably and John they, Lasseter. And they find the <laughs> – oh, God, so true. And they find an empty room, which you know leads to maybe something else. But now they convince Sean Bean that there's that these like, clues that have been too leading- bad, man. It's empty. Ah, we came all this way. Cracker Jack. <laughs> That's John Voight. No, that. that was Nicholas Cage. Oh, Cracker Jack. What is this? So where's the treasure? Well. This is it? We came all this way for a dead end? Yes. There's gotta be something more. Riley, there's nothing more. Another clue. No, there are no more clues! That's it, okay? It's over! End of the road! The treasure's gone! Moved! Take it somewhere else. You're not playing games with me, are you, Ben? I did think when I first saw it that the reveal was going to be that it wasn't re- really a treasure. Yeah, I thought the treasure was going to be friendship. Yeah. <laughs> or democracy. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought it was going to be, so, yeah, like an engraving be like, the real treasure is in yeah. our freedom as Americans. And that's where they are really vague about it at the beginning. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was passed on from the beginning. It's, you know, it's too dangerous for one person. How is this passed on from person to person from the beginning? Like, it, there's so much. It would have taken so many moving carts i don't know but also like wouldn't they have spent a significant portion of this treasure to build all these contraptions (laughs) they get back to the treasure it's like oh yeah we spent it all on dumb waiters (laughs) yeah yeah we bought that boat the charlotte (laughs) that staircase cost five sarcophagi come on this is a currency in old times (laughs) yeah exactly Yeah. So they convince Sean Bean, or John Voight convinces Sean Bean to be like, he puts him another clue. And then Sean Bean's like, great, I'm not going to die in this movie. And then he takes off. Because also, Sean Bean doesn't know anything about American history, again, because he's British. And so they're able to trick him. And one thing I saw in like the IMDb trivia, I didn't check this, so I don't know if it's for sure, but it said that the bad guys or the good guys use Google when they need to look something up on the internet, and the bad guys use Yahoo. Just like real life. (laughs) <laughs> also, your grandparents are evil. 
<laughs> yeah. Just to show how inept they are. <laughs> how can he not know any of the history of the thing that he's trying to get? Like, I just feel like he's the worst treasure hunter in the like in the world. He wouldn't have even gotten this far. Well, he was he the financier, so I think like it probably wasn't like an obsession of his until Nicolas Cage brought it True. to him. But read a book, you know. Like, yeah, get get Take a library the card. Advice. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need a book. I have Alta Vista. <laughs> <laughs> Web crawler over here is helping me out just fine. Jeeves, where's the treasure? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I wonder if like an earlier draft what did end there and was like that the treasure yeah. was America or and something. In screenings, the audience was like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. I'm not sitting through two hours to find out the treasure's fucking friendship. Like, that's not American. Yeah. I want to see a mummy. It better be money. <laughs> did you say mummy? No, I said, yeah, we got a mummy. <laughs> I said money. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Those mummies should have came alive and killed somebody. Come on. Yeah. If Brendan Fraser was there. that? No, I don't think so. Anyway, can so, we wrap so this up? So they find the treasure. It's treasure. It's treasure. It's not American. It's from all over the world. Oh, yeah. It's like fucking loads of treasure. There's like six rooms. Because yeah. there's like – first there's like, hey, this is a lot of treasure. And then they light up the powder, which I mean that didn't work out back on the Charlotte. But sure, do it this time. <laughs> and there's a big old wooden staircase filled sort of <laughs> pit. <laughs> That you're trapped in, but yeah. yeah, okay. And it reveals, like, all this treasure, like, the treasure of the ages. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know. And then Nicholas Cage have to make two trips. Cr- crawls out of a sarcophagi again, and then... Yeah, uh, there's, there's like, pop- a fire exit. <laughs> it pops them up, like, right next to where they went in. So, presumably, they could have just went down the easy way the first time if they had the right clues. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if they had, if they were more official and had some kind of equipment to, you know... Like measure where like there a were finder, like just like anything. a small anything. anything, knock on it maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't, and they did all this for treasure. And then they give it to Harvey Keitel, and go to like the uh, city hall and see if you can find like a layout of that building. I don't know. Yeah. Can you imagine at City Hall, there's all these, like, plans and schematics revealing, like, rooms with treasure in them? And just yeah. nobody's bothered to look because plans and schematics are boring? Yeah. <laughs> this is the treasure map. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, they go back up. And I like I kind of like this twist that Harvey right. Keitel was part of the Freemasons. Yeah. So he, He's got the little ring. He wanted to protect the treasure. And Are you and guys Freemasons? You can tell me. Turn the mics off. <laughs> yes. Are the mics off? <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're really slobby Freemasons. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and he says that the Freemasons just wanted to have the treasure put back to where they took it from, which seems like, then why did they keep the treasure hidden for so long? Like, why? Well, I think they lost the treasure. Like, they must have not known where it was as well. Yeah, but they hid it to begin with, right? So if the whole point of the Freemasons was to, like, dole back out the treasure to the people that it belonged to, why didn't, why did they hide it? I don't know. It is, uh, it is weird. Uh, but he doesn't put Nicolas Cage in jail, even though Nicolas Cage stole the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, he, all he says is, like, somebody's got to go to jail. It's like, it doesn't matter right. to me who it is. Yeah, it's just like an old man down the street. <laughs> what? Sorry, Cage, please. Yeah. Sorry, Justin Bartha. <laughs> and then Diane Kruger and Nicolas Cage is shown they have, like, a big mansion. And Nicolas Cage owns her now, apparently, because he won her. 
I don't know. It's weird. Right. Well, he gets – they. I guess they each get like they share 1% of yeah. the treasure. But it's such a big treasure that they still have like Ferraris and mansions. and mm-hmm. Yeah. Unimaginable wealth. And then – uh, the, yeah. the end, the coda of this movie. The sexist coda. I don't know if it's sexist, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's like, Diane Kruger's like, you like maps? Here's a, here's oh, a sex okay. map. <laughs> Wait, is that what they were doing? Yeah, she's like, here's a map. And then she like gives him a map to something. Ah, and she like, the laundry room. Do your fucking lone laundry. <laughs> it's just, it's gross. Yeah. Wait, what were yeah. you talking about? When he was like, oh, you got the mansion. But you got the girl. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yes. Yeah. And then he puts his arm around her. Yeah. Like, it's like, yes, I do have I would be her. like, shut the fuck up, Justin Bartha. <laughs> who the fuck Who the fuck says that? Yeah. She's a person. Well, also, like, she got a part of the percentage, too, I assume. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is good. Those not-for-profit museum jobs, they do not pay. No, <laughs> they don't. They no. don't. So uh, we reached the end of the movie. Did you guys think that it was, like, a, a rewatchable movie? Jam? Yes. <laughs> yes? Really? After all this? <laughs> no, I mean, it's so stupid, but I don't know. I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to watch the second one now. <laughs> yeah. How's I mean, he going to kidnap the wow. president, Blaine? Yeah. Does he actually do that in the second one? Yes. Oh, I thought it was just an SNL thing. No, no, no. That was that was one of the real ones. <laughs> Wait. Which president? Bruce Greenwood. Oh, shit. Okay. And But he, like, impresses him with, like historical facts and like knowledge of America that would not isn't work that now the, isn't that he would the, really alienate the president right, if he tried right. to like start talking about a book you're talking smart get out of here <laughs> isn't that the name of Bill Clinton's book too someone kidnapped the president <laughs> the president is missing or something oh where's the president he's probably just gone from McDonald's <laughs> and that's uh, the PG version <laughs> but uh, you, you said you watched it this time with all your faculties in, in place well kind of yeah, you're still super tired. I'm still super tired. Newborns. And stuff. I probably had a beer too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I still, I still enjoyed it as dumb as it is. Uh, yeah. I this. I think I just like puzzles, and I right. should just get a book of puzzles. Maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I, <sighs> They're one dollar at the Goodwill. You can just go there. And get <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah. I, there's something about it. It's, I know it's stupid, and I think that the movie kind of knows it's stupid. I think yeah. that's the difference for me. I think if the movie was trying to be something, I, I think I don't know. Maybe I learned something about American history. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I learned that Benjamin Franklin wrote some like letters under a dumb pseudonym. I didn't yeah. know that before. That's true. That's true. Learn more history here than in American History X. Oh god, that's for sure. Oh, no. What about you? Uh, you know, I, yeah, I thought this movie was really dumb when it started, and I do admit that I like—I found myself drawn into the story, like the Freemasons and all that stuff. And I like history, so that stuff I found really interesting. I found myself Wikipediaing the Liberty Bell right. while I was watching this movie, mm-hmm. so I found all that cool. But I kind of wish that they had taken it a little more seriously. Like, I mm. feel like. It's not so much that they sort of know what they're doing and they're sort of having a little bit of fun with it. I think that they sort of resigned themselves to like, this is bad and <laughs> this is probably the only way that we can deliver this dialogue. So, you know, yeah. let's deliver the dialogue like this. Um, and 
that's sort of how like the whole movie it does like it is very exciting when it sort of comes together like the action sequences i think are fun and i think the mystery itself like it sort of strings you along in an entertaining way but it is still like it's dumb as rocks and and it's about history and like the puzzles are I don't find the puzzles really that interesting because I don't think that they lead to anything. Like there's no there's no real clues for you to follow as an audience member. You're just following these people solving these clues. Like there's no way to solve the mystery at the beginning of the movie or something like that. Right. Or you're not thinking like what is the what does this mean? What is that? When's that going to come together? Yeah, and yeah, in, in movies like this, there's usually some sort of like overarching puzzle, that, like the people they're trying to figure out along. Yeah, but you could figure out from the beginning, kind of thing. And when it's revealed, yeah. you're like oh, it was all that. in a child's eye, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I kind of had a, a different react, like the opposite reaction from the movie, where I was like, it should have gone full comedy. Like, it, I don't know, like. I feel like if they had if they had had funnier throwaways and funnier reactions to like the insane things that were happening, it would have been more like a Jumanji wise. But, but here, that kind makes of me like, like this sort of movie sort of like seems to predate like the somebody blew up the White House movie or the movie. Right. What's what is it with Jamie Foxx? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. White House Down. Up. Yeah, like and Olympus has fallen. Is it's the other one? so ridiculous. Like you just sort of like play into it, and you know it'll be like a real thrill ride. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know if that works anymore. I mean, I mean, it kind of works, but. You have to approach it with a certain mindset, I guess. Yeah. Well, and and I guess, like, this movie was for everyone. Like, it was a Disney movie. They were trying to hit a wide audience as possible. So, like, not for historians. <laughs> not for historians. <laughs> not so. for lemon farmers. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how to use lemons. <laughs> we use them to create, not destroy. Um, <laughs> None of us are Freemasons. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's rewatchability this week. I, I just want to say, I hate myself for liking this movie. Don't, don't. Don't write to me and say I, – I know it's bad. I know. Yeah, but it's enjoyable in that like turn your brain off way. And I think there there's a place for movies like that in our sure. culture, right? Yeah, but can't like, things be enjoyable in a turn your brain on way? <laughs> yeah. For sure. I mean – I don't know be. if Indiana Jones is smarter, but it, it feels smarter to watch. Right. Right. I mean, yes, that's that's true. Yeah. But I think there's still a spot for stupid movies where you can leave it and be like, oh, and this plot and you like you talk about the movie's plot holes, too, with your friends. And that's part of the enjoyment of it. It keeps the existential dread of everyday life at bay for two hours. <laughs> All right. At that's, Michael Bay. That's a that's a really nice way to end the podcast. <laughs> if you want to uh, check out more rewatchability, you can come tonight at 7 p.m., I mean, not tonight, uh, July 4th at 7 p.m. Doors open for My Girl. We're going to be talking about that and giving away some prizes. And if you can't do that, you're not in Toronto and you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash rewatchability and give there. And if you don't have change, then you can go to your uh, listening app for this podcast and rate us and subscribe. That really helps us. And uh, you can join the conversation on Twitter and on Facebook. Thanks so much. Or you can follow this clue. There's a series of beeps after. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.